Touch listeners, Anna and Kate here. To help support you all during this time of self-isolation, we wanted to do a bonus episode we're calling Social Distancing for Extroverts and chat about the ways we can all support each other and stay connected from our separate homes. As you can probably gather from us making this podcast, we feel that social interaction is important for our mental well-being and want to encourage all of you to take some time away from binge-watching all of the shows on Netflix and engage in one or more of the following activities. And you know, Kate, one of my favorite memes of recent times is the, hey, introverts, put your book down and check on your extrovert friends. They are not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So true. Right? Yeah. One of my friends the other day was writing... Like, this is killing me because I want to hug everyone, right? And there's all the statistics about how, you know, hugging can just improve your mood and, you know, like the human interaction and touching experience. And so, yeah, I really was, I mean, I was feeling that (laughs) in a big way. Yeah, I mean, I think people at both ends of the spectrum are really struggling right now. I mean, I think for those of us that live alone, I think this is really hard just being by yourself for this much time. And then for those of us that maybe live alone or live with a family but are used to being around a much larger group of people, it it feels really isolating. I know I was at the park the other day and it was just kind of sad to see everybody like 10 to 20 feet apart from each other. Yeah, I mean, going to the dog park is less... uh sad because you know most of us at the dog park like if we talk to humans we're just really talking about our dogs anyway so like the dogs can still make the rounds right the humans just stay <laughs> far enough away yeah i guess i haven't they haven't really said anything about the dog's social distancing requirements but. yeah the, well for a little bit there was like some rumor that dogs could carry it and so people actually took their pets to a lot of shelters so a lot of shelters are overflowing with animals uh i mean and that's also perhaps because of impending recession as well yeah. but yeah dogs can't carry it so they can go they're free to go see whomever they like or that they believe that dogs can't carry it at this moment. So, well, let's get started. So first I want to talk about virtual get-togethers. And as someone who has already had a virtual get-together this week, which was delightful, uh, I have several ideas here. So actually, next Friday, I am hosting what I'm calling Nerd Night, where everyone will have five minutes, not everyone, 10 presenters will have five minutes to present a PowerPoint on whatever topic they'd like. And we really have a very broad range of topics. And actually some friends can't make it and wrote to me about other delightfully nerdy topics, but we have the history (laughs) of the English language and uh, how Marvel Comics treats women and LGBTQ characters and Dungeons and Dragons. Just a whole bunch of things. <laughs> so my friend Parker is actually going to talk about standard time versus daylight savings time, uh, which I am entirely ignorant of. So this will be great. Yeah, I'm really excited. So I'm going to be one of the presenters. Yay. Yeah. Definitely just needed to add more things to my plate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not enough, not enough going on right now. <laughs> 
But I thought that I would talk about, because I miss the San Francisco Botanical Gardens so much right now, because I normally volunteer there, and unfortunately, they've had to close the gardens during our shelter in place here. So I thought I would talk about some of the ways that plants have multiple benefits. So like, for example, when we do the kids' programs in the children's garden, we always teach them the ceanothus, which is this really large bush that has these beautiful little purple flowers all over it. If you wet your hands and rub the ceanothus flowers in your hands, it actually turns into soap. What? So I have a few other cool, that may be the best one, but but I have a few (laughs) other cool tidbits about various different plants and their multiple benefits. And I thought that's what I would share for my nerd night presentation. That's awesome. Well, I'm really excited because there's something like 36 attendees at this point wow and uh and several maybes which are funny like i mean we know how i feel about maybes in general but i actually sent out an invite on thursday night for a friday night just like get together check in virtual dinner and i had like 14 maybes i was like dudes it's 24 hours away and Basically, everyone has to stay at home. So if you're unclear about your plans... (laughs) What are your other plans? (laughs) I had so many questions. Although then some of the introverts did say, you know, I'm just learning how to use Zoom. And also I'm an introvert, so I'm just not ready to commit. (laughs) I was like, okay. Right. And then some of the extroverts were like, actually, I have three virtual get-togethers scheduled for tonight. So I'm going to have to squeeze you into my virtual calendar. (laughs) No, but really, that was real. That was real. Okay, so the next one, as you may have heard, Netflix is now doing a Netflix party. It's a Google Chrome add-in where you can have mutual controls. So play, pause, rewind, fast forward. But then there's also a chat box option on the side. So you can do like virtual movie nights. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. So our good friend Lizzie, um, who lives in Virginia and who is a teacher. So shout out to all the teachers out there who are still working hard at home Uh, She is going to pick a movie for us or give us some options, and we're all going to try to watch it, which will be interesting because, A, the cross-section of movies that she and Andrew and I all like (laughs) is probably, like, two. (laughs) Um, But also, we have a three-hour time difference, so we either may be watching this movie when it's, like, really early for us or really late for her. We haven't quite figured that out yet, but I'm excited to, to try it out. It's been something that I've kind of been wanting to do just in general anyway, the idea of being able to watch movies with people in other places in sync and have like a chat component to it. So uh, I'm hoping that this platform works well. Right. In a previous life, when I was long distance dating, I used to do movie night, but it was always a, okay, I'm going to do <laughs> three, two, one, and then hit play. And, and like inevitably, you know, someone's a couple seconds in advance or not. And it was just tricky, but... Uh, I'm glad that this exists now. It's super fun. Yeah, for sure. People were talking about how much people are watching the movie Contagion, and frankly, that's terrifying. So... (laughs) Yeah, that's not for me right now. (laughs) No. Thank you. I think I need something a little more lighthearted. Correct. 
Correct. Although uh, Ricardo and I have discovered our mutual love of Amy Adams, so we're sort of mm. having the Amy Adams Film Festival. So far, it's just been all of her terrible rom-coms. So they're so good. What are you talking about? <laughs> Leap Year is like the best movie ever. That's... I've watched that movie like eighteen times. We just watched Leap Year on Friday. Uh, I used to have a huge crush on that actor. What's his name? Oh, I don't know, but I understand why you had a huge crush on him. He's dreamy. Oh my God, yeah. Last night we watched The Wedding Date, which is one of my favorites, Um, but Ricardo lasted like all of 20 minutes maybe prior to falling asleep. And so I had to tell him all about it this morning, which I don't think he was that impressed, but I, I think he's actually just totally underwhelmed that he told me that he likes Amy Adams because now I'm making him watch all of the terrible Amy Adams <laughs> Oh, his name is Matthew Good, I think is how you pronounce oh. it. It's G-O-O-D-E. And he was also in a movie with Mandy Moore, I think. And by the way, this movie is from 2010, which is a decade ago, so I officially feel old. Right. Oh, no, totally. She she has a Blackberry in that movie. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Yeah, it was amazing. Also, Amy Adams was born in Italy, just as a fun fact, but to Americans. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So also there's game night, which is, you can do this several different ways, right? You can have one person who's the game master and they have the board and you can see the board and they just move for everyone, right? Uh, mm-hmm. One of the games that actually some of my friends and I are thinking about doing is Pandemic, which is great because it's a cooperative board game. So since you're going to have one game master, it's not like there's any information that one person would have versus another, right? So all of it's sort of open-handed in that way, you know, and you can all talk strategy and, and, and do the thing. We're just worried about how we're going to project the board, but some people actually have their own copies of the, bo- of the game, so they are going to sort of play along. Nice. Also, there's Jackbox games, which I'm not sure if you've ever experienced, but basically you pay... I don't know, like 10 or 15 bucks for them, but they're all online and they're projected on an actual screen and everyone enters the room via their phone in a, you get a code that you enter. And so if you need to see the answers, you have to see the one single screen, but you can easily project that in a Zoom or a Google Hangout or Skype or something of that nature. But then everyone can play from their phones. And so it's sort of one of the Jackbox games They give you something to draw, and you have to draw it, and then everyone has to guess what it is, which is really fun because there's no erasing. (laughs) And Or they give you a word, and you have to make up the definition of it, or you sort of fill in the blank of this question. So it's a really fun party game. And also I saw some friends using Scriblio the other day to do online Pictionary. So it's uh, S-K-R-I-B-B-L dot I-O. But it's free and you can do online Pictionary. You got all sorts of colors and brushes and whatever else. Um, so, yeah, lots of game night options. Yeah, for sure. There's also online trivia. So if you're from the Philly area, you know that pub trivia is often called Quizzo. But for everyone else, it's pub trivia. But one of the Quizzo masters in Philly actually sent his set of questions out, including an audio round, which is super fun, on Thursday? Wednesday or Thursday? And then he said he was going to post the answers on Sunday. So there was a group of us that got together and answered those the other day, which was fun. But, you know, you could do that any sort of way with a Trivial Pursuit game or plenty of other trivia places online as well. That's such a great idea. I actually have a friend, Isa, 
former colleague at an architecture firm and he also just happens to be really good at trivia and so we used to go to trivia nights with him and he would be on our team and we would like always win and I would always joke like I basically answer like one question and then he just answers all the other ones but uh, it segued into him actually being a trivia host at a local bar, which he had been doing recently. And so, yeah, I should get in touch with him and see maybe he wants to put something out to a group just to keep us all engaged and feel like we're at trivia night, even though we can't be there in person. Totally. And I actually hadn't even thought about this, but I also have a friend who hosts trivia. And so and she's super fun. So I wonder if she would actually do like a live call in hosting trivia sort of experience. That'd be really fun. Oh, that'd be really fun. I'm going to definitely get in touch with her. The other idea I had was, and I've wanted to do this actually for a while, is do a podcast club a la book club, wherein you either pick a podcast and just like an episode of it or multiple episodes of it, and then you talk about it just like books. Um, obviously, I'm obsessed with podcasts. That's why we're making one. <laughs> but <laughs> Is that what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kate, all these times we've been recording things. <laughs> It had a purpose other than us just hanging out. Because <laughs> just to be clear, I'd be fine with that, too. <laughs> I mean, it's great. Uh, but yeah, so I think a podcast club, podcast club can be really good and interesting. I think it would be hard to find people who have the exact same interest, but that's the way I feel about book clubs, too, right? I mean, I'm in a book club where primarily people like to read fiction, and the reason I'm in it is because I wouldn't read fiction unless I was asked to in a book club. So it's expanding for me. And so I think there's a lot of great spaces there. This is kind of funny because I'm just thinking about... Um, so I was watching the first couple episodes of Little Fires Everywhere last night, and there's a scene where Reese Witherspoon's character is supposed to attend a book club and... Um, Carrie Washington's character basically offers to like read the book for her and tell her what happens and it kind of is making me think about you know the concept of cliff notes I mean I would really hope that people who are in book clubs do read the whole book but I'm sure that there are some people who are like I don't have time for this and they just like find the cliff notes and so now is there going to be like a cliff notes version of podcasts <laughs> okay well first of all I run a virtual book club and I have read the full book perhaps 50% of the time that might be actually quite generous <laughs> Uh, because I run out of time for the most part, but I'm also really picky. And also, like I said, sometimes there's a lot of fiction and fiction is not my jam. So mm -hmm. if I only get, you know, 30 or 40 pages in or so, and it still hasn't grabbed me, I'm for sure not finishing, which is actually true of Little Fires Everywhere, by the way. And people either love it or hate it, but I felt like it was the Stepford Wives for the first like 50 pages that I read. And I was like, ugh. Okay, I'm over it. Um, but I do actually want to see the thing on Hulu. And I'm glad you told me that it came out, because I want to tell my virtual book club that they can head on over there and see it. But, uh, yeah, but I think podcast clubs are nice because there's a lot less commitment there, right? You can just pick a specific episode, and if that episode's an hour, you know, people can listen to that. And then I'm not sure that the conversation would be as rich. I think there are a couple podcasts in my head that I'm thinking about that might be. Uh, especially oh are you kidding me like dr death that one andrew and i listened to that on a car ride and we were talking about it like nonstop. what is dr death 
So uh, Wondery has put a lot of really good podcasts out. I've pretty much listened to all of them. So Dr. Death is about a neurosurgeon who was practicing in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Sorry to scare you, Anna, since that's where you live. (laughs) Um, The plot just thickened immensely. Go on. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, he graduated from school without having done a lot of actual clinical hours and somehow managed to become a doctor. And he was eventually sued for malpractice because he killed and maimed at least 33 people while working in different hospitals. What? Yeah, it was pretty terrifying. Oh. So, and this reporter follows the story for many years, and it's actually two other doctors from hospitals that end up trying to track down this case and make sure that it goes to court. Because essentially, anytime one of these cases would happen, the hospital, because it doesn't, it looks poorly on the hospital if they fire him or report the case so a lot of times they would just let him go and then he would move on to another hospital and then the wiser oh god so that's how he was able to continue practicing even though he was clearly not competent and was actually doing more harm than good Ugh, terrifying but anyway, it was riveting, and we were on the, or the edge of our seats, and Andrew and I, like, after every episode, we're like, oh, my God, like, so much to talk about. So I definitely think there are podcasts out there that would be really good fodder for some kind of a podcast club. I also think if you haven't listened to Limetown, which is now several years old at this point, and I should warn you up front, is not real, but I thought it was actually real the first several episodes that I listened to. It's a great, interesting look at this society that has sort of a different twist i don't want to talk too much about it point is uh, i have the book limetown i've listened to both seasons i thought it was super interesting so if you're looking for low-hanging fruit i would start there nice also one of our favorites trashy tv night that is actually one of the things that kate and andrew and i used to do when we first moved away from each other was we were a little bit obsessed with honey boo boo Mm mm-hmm and extreme couponers and extreme cheapskates, which I realized, Anna. So in an in an earlier episode, you read a note that I had written to you a while ago, and we couldn't figure out the references to me fishing the card out of the dumpster. Uh, and I think it was because we had been watching extreme cheapskates, where the whole concept was that you pretty much never bought anything new. <laughs> Oh my god, you're right! (laughs) So that just occurred to me the other day. I was like, oh, that's probably why, because I bought you a new card rather than just like fishing (laughs) something out of the trash and reusing it. Oh my gosh, now that note, we fully decoded the note. I mean, this is amazing. But... There was that one lady that had the same pair of shorts that she wore for years and years, and like after the elastic was worn, she just used a binder clip to hold up her pants. Honestly, when you said extreme cheapskates again, that was the first person that flashed into my head. I can see those maroon (laughs) shorts in my head. She was crazy. And she had like no real furniture. She was always like eating on the floor and like literally digging food out of trash cans. And she was just crazy. Yeah. But anyway, Trashy TV Night is a great time. I mean, we know this is not this is an open secret. I love trashy television because I don't actually watch that much television, but when I do, it's trashy reality television every time. 
But anyway, we used to call each other and we'd be, <laughs> we'd suggest different episodes of Extreme Couponers or Honey Boo Boo or Extreme Cheapskates and we'd watch them together and it was great. It was a totally great time. So not that it has to be trashy TV. You could watch educational television or other television. I just happen to like trashy television. Because then if someone starts talking and you miss something, not a big deal. Also, I'm pretty sure I sent you that meme that was like, you know who's having the last laugh right now? Extreme couponers. <laughs> and it's just this woman with her like massive supply closet. And I'm kind of like, I really hope that woman is donating all of those Lysol wipes to people who actually need them. Right? I was actually going to bring that up with you. That that show is gold, man. But Ooh. also those people like maybe actually are the only ones that are prepared right now because we, we did not hoard. And so we're going to run out of toilet paper real soon. <laughs> those and doomsday preppers, though, man. Yeah. Those people for sure having the last laugh right now. Yeah. The other thing that I'm going to say about virtual get togethers is, and I know nothing about this. I feel completely unqualified. Uh, but I feel like video gamers have been, like, waiting for this moment, right? They all have, like, certain. sometimes you have raids at certain times and you got to get on with your friends and the internet and you talk to them and you do the thing. So I feel like gamers have been ready for this. Not maybe as ready as Extreme Couponers, but close. Yeah. I can't tell you any of the specifics about video games that you'd play online because I don't know those things, but they must be out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So in addition to all of these virtual hangs, Anna, you and I were talking about various online classes that you could do with friends, maybe, or with you and your spouse, just to keep things exciting and lively at home. Yeah. So I actually have several friends that signed up for, what was it, Harvard, put their most popular class, which was on mental well-being and happiness or something of that nature. And so everyone's been jumping on that one. So I have several friends that are doing that one and I'm sure are going to talk about it. Um, I've been talking a little bit about cooking classes with some friends because I have a friend who writes cookbooks. And so he's been talking about going live and doing some cooking things. Although we noted for him that perhaps our kitchens are less prepared than his. And then that spawned the idea of maybe we should have our own extreme cooking challenge sort of space so i don't there's some reality television show where they're like here's an onion and four tomatoes and you know one thing of honey and whatever <laughs> like here you go make something awesome and so we decided we, we could televise that sort of experience right where we're like okay i have these five things from my pantry and i'm gonna make blah 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 um but so Either, you know, you can show folks the things that you're cooking, because lots of folks are doing a lot more cooking and baking, which is rad. I've actually decided that maybe we should do a little recipe exchange, which I always like the idea of anyway, but now that everyone's at home testing things, that'd be rad. But yeah, you could do the ingredient challenge, you could do recipe exchange, you could show folks cooking. Also, I saw another meme related to this that said, cooking at home is now like the show Chopped. You've got frozen meatballs, brown sugar, Pringles, ketchup, and peanut butter. What's for dinner? <laughs> Ready? Go. <laughs> oh my god. So <laughs> You're so on your meme game today. I am loving the memes. I mean, this is a horrible time, but you gotta like be lighthearted about it when you can, and there are some fantastic memes. Also, there was a really good one where it was wise and inspiring words, and... Um, the second half of this is really good. It's basically talking about just like, you know, taking a quiet moment to reflect on 
just be like happy with yourself and not putting too much pressure on yourself and everything. But the the first li- couple of lines, it was, with this open time, you do not have to write the next best-selling novel. You do not have to get in the best shape of your life. You do not have to start that podcast. <laughs> I guess we didn't listen to that advice. <laughs> I mean, we did start before this, but now it's great. So that is cool. true. Um, you're really, I mean, normally Ricardo's on top of his game, his meme game, but like you are for sure outpacing him today. <laughs> I do my best. I mean, so anyway, beyond cooking food related things, cause I'm also worried, you know, I've also seen that meme that was like freshman 15 meet COVID-19, right? Oh, geez. <laughs> and we don't all have Peloton bikes in our house, so right. we're screwed. Although Peloton has been going really hard at the refer a friend right now and they'll send them a bike and you know you both get money and whatever which good on them way to go Mm -hmm. peloton marketing but yeah if you're if you don't want to go down the food train there's always a huge body of what they call MOOCs, so massive online classes that are available for free. And then lots of the IVs put their content in a lot of those MOOC spaces. But Khan Academy always has a ton of free classes as well. So if you've been thinking about learning that language or more about European history or imperialism or whatever the thing is that you want. But also, and I haven't actually done this, but I have several friends who have done this and love these there are also masterclass, which are expensive, but where Margaret Atwood, for example, teaches how to write a novel, or uh, Gordon Ramsay teaches cooking, or any of the big names in some space then teach you how to be a master at that thing. Nice. Yeah, like I said, they're pretty pricey, but people love them. So, And obviously, if you're learning from a master, you know, it's not just like Joe Schmo doop-de-doo. Yeah. topic that we wanted to talk about was connecting kids and for all of those parents out there my heart goes out to you I know this is a really challenging time especially if you have kids at home who are not self-sufficient and you're trying to simultaneously take care of them and do your normal day job and so I guess the only thing that I would say is just try not to be too hard on yourselves do the best you can uh just spend time with them, get some fresh air. (laughs) Uh, And you know, it's going to be okay, even if you aren't giving them the perfect lesson plan or the perfect daily schedule to keep them on track. I think they ultimately will turn out just fine. Uh, Just give them give them whatever time you have available. Uh, I'll be the first to admit that we went from a no screen time to a one hour a day of screen time just because it's what we needed to do to to survive, to manage. So we have a bunch of ideas here for ways that you can have your kids be either interacting with their friends or just keeping them occupied while you're trying to maintain your sanity and do some things on your own. So the first is a virtual scavenger hunt. I had a friend who did this with her kids. So I think they did this through like Skype or Zoom uh, with some of their other friends. And they had a list that the parents would read of what the different items were. And then the kids would go around and try to find each item and then come back and present what they found. 
So I think ideas like this are really fun way for young kids to get to see their friends um, and have a little bit of interaction with them, even if they're stuck at home. And it's also creative and hopefully will kill some time while they're, while they're trying to think of and look for all of those items. Yeah. I actually was thinking about, do you remember that old TV show, Let's Make a Deal, where at the beginning they would say, does anyone have a comb in their purse? Or does anyone have a nail file or whatever sort of thing? And I was like, this would actually be fun for adults too if you if you like couldn't leave your desk area and you had a mm-hmm. bunch of different friends and it was like, who can find a bobby pin <laughs> or whatever sort of thing? So I was like, oh, that'd be pretty fun. But I love the idea of the kids going and finding things. I've been trying to think of things to do with my nephew and nieces virtually and also include my parents. So that'd be super fun if uh, we could all make up things for them to go find. Nice. So another one is online sing-alongs. We've been watching a lot of YouTube videos of this woman, Patty Shukla. Uh, We call her Miss Patty. And I really like these because she's singing a lot of familiar children's songs like Head, Shoulders, Knees, and Toes and Wheels on the Bus. And then she also has some of her own songs that she's written. But they're always a little bit interactive. It's her sitting there singing or with a guitar. And she usually has a group of kids with her who are doing the motions if it's some kind of dance so I feel like for my son, having something like that, where he's actually watching people interact and do activities, is maybe a little more um, involved than just watching like cartoons. So I've been really enjoying those. And then I've even gotten into them. There's like one that the song about wiggling. And so I'll just get up there with him and, and do all the little dance moves. And then I'm like tired. And that was pretty much my workout for the day, too. <laughs> so... <laughs> Everybody wins. (laughs) A couple of things here. Number one, are there words on the bottom a la karaoke? Um, for some of the songs, yes, I think she has that. Okay, that's important. And also, some of my college friends who have a two-year-old, it was actually her birthday today, they had a toddler dance party virtually on Zoom, and I love that idea. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, so everyone... They were playing some tunes and everyone was dancing along, having a little party for half an hour. (laughs) Um, Another YouTube class that I just heard about uh, is Mo Willems, who's the children's book author who wrote Waiting is Not Easy, which is really awesome. It's like an elephant and a piggy that are friends. And um, Andrew and I read this to Liam all the time and we do the funny voices and everything. So we're like... Piggy, waiting is not easy. Like It's great. Anyway, <laughs> um, but he's offering, I think it's through the Kennedy Center website, um, but you could probably also find it on YouTube. He's doing like a lunch doodles class for kids. So tune into that. That looks like a lot of fun. And there's been a lot of posted online resources for kids, for activities, lesson plans, videos, etc. I mean, we could talk about this all day, so definitely (laughs) Google those if that's something that you're interested in. I just wanted to mention a few of them that I found. So Scholastic, which has been around forever. I used to get those little Scholastic books when I was in grade school. They are providing daily activities and lesson plans on their website that are organized by age of the child. So that's really helpful. 
There are also a lot of different groups that are doing educational STEM videos, uh, to name a few. How Stuff Works is doing videos, California Academy of Sciences, Bill Nye the Science Guy, and the National Geographic Science Lab. Cool. Duolingo is offering some free online language classes. Mm, I didn't know that, and I Duolingo all the time. <laughs> well, I be- yeah, I mean, this was on the article that I found of, of resources for kids, so I'm not oh. sure what elements of it are, are free, but I believe they are offering some programs for kids. Cool. Uh, Delish is offering cooking classes for kids on their website. You know, we're just going to keep talking about food, so yeah. that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's also a really fun idea, too, doing cooking classes for you and for the kids so that everybody can get involved and maybe you're simultaneously making something delicious for dinner because I think we're all going to kind of run out of creative ideas being stuck at home, or at least those of us who are used to ordering takeout some of the time. <laughs> right, right. And so that actually brings us to our next thing, which is teaching a class for your friend's kids, right? So Mm -hmm. there's all these classes that exist out there. But I thought one of the coolest things that I've seen recently is one of my high school friends. Her father is in forestry. And so she had her father actually live stream with some of her friend's kids about forestry. And so they got to like ask Stan the Forester things, right? But Oh, nice. While everyone's, you know, not at work and some people are working from home and some people aren't, right? But if you got to, like, talk about different careers with people or just do different things that people know about that they can teach classes about, I think that's cool, too, if there's sort of that personal touch. That's such a good idea. And what I love about that, too, is that I feel like teachers right now are so overburdened with trying to deal with, you know, getting through like a whole day of of online coursework. And so having parents or people who have interesting topics that they could discuss do a little presentation, I think, could be really helpful as an alternative way to to use up some time and give kids another perspective. And I, I mean, just knowing Stan personally, I'm sure, because he's also a grandfather, and it actually started, he was going to do it for his grandson, and then she was like, well, why don't other people invite their kids? Sure, you know, why why not? But I'm sure he also adored that. So I think it's for sure a mutual, you're right, as, as with parents and teachers totally overwhelmed right now, why not tap in some of the other resources that are glad to, to do some things there? Absolutely. So also, obviously, reading to kids is awesome and easy, and hopefully you have some books at home. But if not, like I've said, there's a ton of resources online, like Scholastic, for example, has online books that you can page through. Um, And another thing is coloring. Uh, Even Society6, which is this sort of home decor website that I love to go to, where you can pick out different art and textile graphics and like put them on a pillow. They have free downloadable color book coloring book pages for kids and adults. Wow. I've also have some adult friends that were doing some coloring. I mean, they they often do the coloring apps Mm -hmm. as well. But then They actually had colored pencils and they were coloring. They were actually, they were Zoom chatting with each other and coloring at their own houses. Oh, nice. So one of them did this gorgeous owl. I don't know where they got them, but they had these very intricate things that they were coloring and they had colored pencils and they were just having a little coloring party. (laughs) 
this is like the new version of stitch and bitch instead of like quilting or sewing or something you get in a circle or in this case a virtual circle and and color well and I had some like I said those friends are also the ones that do online coloring which I didn't realize was a thing but right you tap on a color and then you tap on the space and you tap on the color and you tap on the space and there are some very intricate pieces to that oh wow Uh, and they love it so that takes the pressure off of coloring inside the lines oh for sure <laughs> and i made i made fun of them a little bit and where where were we i was on a trip with one of my friends ew in florida and she was like this is serious business <laughs> and she wasn't wrong i mean she would take her like a whole day to color something <laughs> nice okay so also one of my friends who lives in philly said that in her neighborhood and i'm unclear about how this was transmitted but i'm sure on some neighborhood site but they've started doing different things in their windows as a scavenger hunt for people who are out on walks so if you're going out on a walk with with kids right the other day for example it was rainbows so everyone was supposed to like color a rainbow and put it in their window and so when you're out on your walk you could see how many rainbows you could spot so i thought that was super cool and then i guess they're gonna change the topic occasionally as well right so then it'll be teddy bears or whatever and so then you're counting things and you're looking for things and then that makes walking more exciting because as ricardo and i had a conversation yesterday walking is boring come at me if you'd like but Uh, (laughs) agree to disagree (laughs) i think walking is like drinking regular water like both oh my god how are we friends (laughs) (laughs) so here's my thing though is that um so like I was saying earlier, you know, parents, don't put too much pressure on yourselves and just do what you can. But the beauty of taking a walk outside, because as far as I'm aware, and like here in San Francisco, we're in shelter in place, which is pretty much the most stringent. We're still allowed outside for what they're calling like outdoor activity or whatever, which is pretty much going for walks and runs and hikes. Um, and you just have to maintain social distance from six you know six feet apart from other groups but one of the things that I've really enjoyed aside from just getting out in the fresh air and thankfully it's spring so it's been pretty nice outside is that it's so much quieter in the city and Mm. there's a lot less distractions because there's less cars there's less people there's less noises and so Liam and I have just been going through similar paths that we would normally walk he's in the stroller and and observing things that we don't normally see. So even if it's just like noticing different architectural details or how cool the color of that house is or like look at these plants or flowers that are in bloom. Um, and we've actually been, it's kind of funny because we've been trying to use it as an opportunity to teach him new words. So like this is a bus, this is a motorcycle, this is a flower, that kind of thing. And so he'll get very excited and then there'll be blocks where we see very few people and he'll just be yelling like car, tree, like bus <laughs> and finding all of the different things. So so yeah, I mean I think it's all a matter of perspective. Like I could see how it could be boring, but I'm just one of those people that loves to just take in all of the sights around me. And, and I always get really excited on how even walking the same path over and over again, you start to see different facets of it every time. Well, listen, if Ricardo had been yelling out 
the names of things or pointing out <laughs> architectural things to me perhaps would have been more exciting <laughs> but i really had to pee and when nothing is open you can't like stop by this yeah, bakery and go to the bathroom and so i was already uh, i mean he brought up a good point that like we have to be doing something active and i've been doing some exercising at home but we have to do better and but i was like the, the answer is not walking <laughs> maybe we can get bikes <laughs> or kayaks or i don't know what but is not walking <laughs> so well kayaks might be tricky because i don't know if the kayak companies are open but you could probably certainly if you have a bike go for a bike ride or rent a bike from a bike share where there's no human interaction involved i've definitely seen a lot I mean, it's kind of funny. There was speaking of being on my meme game. <laughs> there's another meme that I loved, and it's like two pictures. The top picture is a family where like the kids are on their phones and the parents are on their laptops or tablets, and it says "people normally." And then the second picture is in a park, and it's like people running and biking and pushing a stroller, and it says people during quarantine. And I do think in a lot of ways that is true that now that we're forced to be home all the time, it feels so much more special and more important to spend that time outside. I mean, you're right. And honestly, I shouldn't stop complaining because the weather in Texas was actually delightful to take a walk yesterday. It was like not too hot, not too cold. And there are some people who still have, like, snow, for example. Yeah. It was just, we turned the corner and we had to go down this one alley just to make it back to the house based on, we went out to the post office and then we dropped a book off for a friend and then coming back, the shortest route was to go through this alley and then we had to just jog over to my street. But we turned the corner and I was like, this alley is so long, how are we not back at the house yet? And then <laughs> we took another turn and the alley kept going for at least as long. And so, <laughs> you know, when you can see like three quarters of a mile down an alley, I was just like, no, I'm so over this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a different route next time. Right. Well, also Mulligan was being a Yahoo and he just had to like wind us up in the leash all the time or stop right in front of us. And then he started drinking alley water. It was, uh, mm. I was just a grumposaurus yesterday. <laughs> so... I also have friends who, I saw this today, there was a video of her kids standing outside, but all of her neighbors were in their cars driving around, and they were all waving at each other, and I just thought this was, like, the most delightful form of, like, social distancing. Aww. <laughs> Not that they couldn't have, like, walked by six feet apart from each other or whatever, but they were just, it was sort of like a reverse parade, or I guess a parade. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> it was adorable, and I thought it was great. And, like, how fun. If you live in that sort of neighborhood where you could coordinate with folks to do that sort of thing, I thought that was a fun interaction. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just saw something on the news yesterday about a block somewhere near us uh, where the neighbors had coordinated to all come out on their stoops or balconies at the same time and sing a song together, so. Oh, just like Italy. Because have you seen that yeah. meme? Oh, yeah. Where it was like, okay, Italy, we get it. Everyone has a balcony. Has a balcony. <laughs> yes. Stop. I know. I saw that, too. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that is very true. We mo Well, some people have balconies here, but most people, we just have to go outside and take advantage of public parks. 
So the last thing to mention when we're talking about activities to do with kids, and this one also ties back to something that Anna and I feel very strongly about, about letter writing, um, is I know nowadays most people are corresponding with their kids' grandparents via FaceTime and Duo and all that stuff, but now's a great time to write them a letter. Oh, yeah, and then they can keep it forever. I love that. I mean, obviously, we already know. Both of us (laughs) I would love love that any day. But given that we have a lot of time, and hopefully you have some fun colored pencils and paper somewhere in your house, or even just writing it on the back of newspaper or something else, uh, I'm sure that your kid's grandparents would love to get a handwritten note as we're all sitting at home feeling a little lonely. Well, and honestly, I also had a friend who, with her children, or child, wrote letters to folks at the local nursing home. Because of the older populations being more at risk, a lot of them can't have any visitors at all, even if it's their children or grandchildren. And so they're already fairly lonely, but now they don't get that weekly visit. And so they're extra lonely. And so, you know, if you're... If you've already, you know, video chatted with mom and dad or sent them a real letter, you can think about those populations as well that are marginalized. And one of my friends who's a Spanish teacher asked her kids as one of their assignments while they're out of school to write a letter in Spanish to some of the asylum seekers that are waiting at the border, which was also Mm -hmm. a population I hadn't thought about before. And in that case, they got to also practice their Spanish. So that was pretty cool. So there are, I'm sure there are folks in shelters or other places, um, prison, whatever the thing is, but there's lots of marginalized populations that could use a real letter. And while we're on the topic of letter writing, actually, I saw that Paper Source has on their website a tutorial on how to make your own envelopes from leftover gift wrap. So no way. If you want to give it an extra personalized flair, you can make your own envelope. I have a lot of newspapers, so I probably should just start making envelopes out of newspapers. Because I was using my newspapers to start fires with, but it turns out it's spring in Texas now. So I got a real backlog of newspapers. If you have other (laughs) ideas, you let me know, because I got newspapers for days. Nice. (laughs) You can decoupage with your newsprint. Ooh, I haven't thought about decoupaging in a very long time. Oh my god, it's my favorite thing ever. I think maybe if I don't get my plant nerd night presentation together in time, I'm just gonna have a presentation on decoupage. Oh my god, yes. Oh boy. Well, also in the world of of real stamps and letters, there's uh, Postable, which we've talked about in other episodes as well, where I keep my address book, but they also print custom cards they this month are doing free domestic stamps so if you buy cards from them you can send them for free via them so and they actually have some really cool handwriting options as well so if you wanted to actually include a personalized handwritten note they will have someone basically do that or maybe it's a machine but it looks like handwriting so it's not just like love you so and so but yeah that's one of my my exciting pieces is postables doing free stamps Yeah, another thing, um, in addition to sending people letters, and this is something that I really love because I am all about supporting local businesses right now, anything that you can think of, whether it's sending a bouquet of flowers, sending a takeout meal, uh, Anna, our lovely friend Anna, (laughs) sent us cookies from Cookie Love the other day, which was awesome, and we already ate all of them. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, like this is, I mean, one of the many things that I absolutely love about San Francisco is the food scene and supporting all the local businesses here who are just really struggling with this the current situation so and you know the other day I walked down one of the more commercial strips in the local neighborhoods and it just kind of broke my heart to see all the stores closed and some of them were boarded up and some of them had hopeful notes of we hope to reopen soon or you know we're doing a limited takeout menu but we really just need to do what we can to try to support all these businesses right now. And, you know, if you're looking for something to order for dinner tonight, consider ordering takeout from them. But even if you're not, think about all the ways that you can be supporting your community and your friends by sending them food or a gift. Yeah, I also sent a friend flowers because she really had like, I mean, most people had a particularly terrible week last week, but hers was epic, including her cat dying. And she she had a surgery rescheduled that she's been doing a lot of prep work for and whatever. But I sent her flowers via the local florist and then they called me. They were totally adorable. <laughs> They're like, we don't have this thing that you wanted, but we have this thing, but we could do this thing. And they were just so eager to please and so delightful to deal with. And I just adored my experience with them. Um, I did get takeaway sushi. Well, Ricardo and I got takeaway sushi yesterday from one of my favorite places. And one of the things that I thought about, though, too, was those servers could still be making only their server minimum wage. Like nothing has said that they have to pay them full wage. So um, I was actually remorseful after I left that I didn't tip more, even though it was takeout, which I would normally not tip at all. But that person that served me my takeout could ostensibly have been making the two thirteen an hour or whatever that minimum wage is. So even though they had a job, they, they're still losing all that wage. Yeah. And that's a really good point, too. Like if you're I mean, not to say that delivery isn't still helpful to the business, but obviously if you can go to the place and get takeout, then you can give a tip that's going to go straight to that business rather than using like Grubhub or DoorDash or something where the tip is just going to the delivery person. Yeah. And I have, and a lot of people have been saying this, but I do want to reinforce that buying gift cards for a lot of these businesses keeps them afloat in this space right now. So also I've been thinking about sending some gift cards but I'm also I was talking to my brother and sister-in-law the other day and previously I've gotten them memberships to their local CSA and so I was saying oh maybe I'll get like kiwi boxes for the kids so that they have something cool to do while they're home and they were like honestly we have so much stuff in the house <laughs> like and kiwi boxes are rad and we and I've given them those before but they were like honestly if you can get us CSA again because we're at home cooking with them a lot and then you know that'll be some fun inspiration for us but then we get to you know help the local businesses as well and I was like oh cool that's like a total win-win so I'm for sure gonna get them a, a CSA membership so that they get a box of fresh veggies from the local economy so there's also ways to think about things like that as well yeah and the biggest upside of everybody being stuck at home is if you've been thinking for months oh I really want to surprise this person and send them a gift to their house and I don't think they're going to be home and how do I coordinate this well guess what they're probably going to be home now so (laughs) send that gift (laughs) yeah Right. When I sent you guys cookies, then I realized afterwards, I was like, oh, 
And then I sent you the text message. I was like, I assume you're home. But then, of course, there was the shelter in place. But the same with my friend Alex that I sent those flowers to. I was like, well, I guess Alex is going to be home because <laughs> she works for a school. So, yeah. um, and then one of the other things, too. So Alex, the friend that I sent flowers to, she and her husband own several local coffee shops outside of Chicago. And one of the things that Tom was doing the other day was just delivering coffee to businesses that are still open in the town. So he he said, you know, if you know of any places that are short-staffed or still open, let me know and I'll surprise them with coffee. And so, you know, while we're also thinking about connecting with our friends and the people that matter to us, there are a lot of people who, you know, we're not doing a great job of thanking in this space. I've seen a lot of people be real appreciative of medical professionals and absolutely, I mean, they're putting their lives on the line all the time and working crazy hours and perhaps being exposed and all those things. But everyone in the supply chain is working crazy hours to make sure that there's still that one roll of toilet paper that you can fight over. And <laughs> all those retail employees that are working crazy hours and also being worried about exposing themselves. And so, you know, in the ways that you can appreciate them, I think that also goes a long way. And if that means sending local coffee from the coffee shop over to your local florist or whatever the thing is, I think that that would be awesome too. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's a space here to, we kind of talked about this at the beginning of the episode about both introverts and extroverts struggling, but I would definitely encourage you to reach out to your friends that live alone and just check on them and see how they're doing. And sure, if it's just a text, fine, but maybe pick up the phone and give them a call or even schedule a Skype or a Zoom chat so that you can see each other and see if there's anything that you can do to help. I think we just have to support our communities right now, whatever that community may be. I really appreciate that the single person statement as someone who spent a lot of their adult life single, I've often felt left out of things. And luckily now, you know, I have a partner that I can go see anytime I want to. Um, and we've been spending huge chunks of time together, <laughs> although I've been trying to give him some introvert space uh, <laughs> as well. <laughs> but um for sure. I actually am trying to organize a virtual check-in that I'd like to make a regular thing with my single friends just for that reason. So they don't nice. have the physical proximity to someone else. So they don't even get to like hug or touch someone else often, but the, you know, they just don't have someone to talk to during the day. And I, even when I'm here for a little bit of the day, I realize that I'm talking to the dog all the time, <laughs> which is fine. But, uh, you know, even as someone who has that outlet, so I do think, you know, we've talked a lot about the marginalized groups that get a lot of playtime, and I'm not saying that they get enough attention at all, but I do think that it, now more than ever, your single friends need your support, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I did want to say one more thing that I did. So I do book exchanges in real life, and I always have sort of a slush fund of books that I are sort of the starter, if you will, for my book exchange. And I realized, I was like, well, these are just sitting in the closet. So if someone wants these, this would be great <laughs> right now. And so I put it out on Facebook and seven people took me up on my offer. So I sent them each a book that they were all interested in. And that felt really great. But I also realized that I could have bought a used book and sent it to them probably cheaper than the $7.75 or whatever that I spent on priority mail because I like to use Better World Books and some other things. So I for sure later today, I'm going to send some used books to folks because 
since we're home, I think people are doing a lot more reading. So sort of like a virtual book exchange, if you will. And all of them adorably were like, oh, I'll Venmo you the money. And I was like, no, honestly, just enjoy the book and share it with someone else. And if you want to send that $10 to some charity, then that'd be great or a local business. But um, don't send it to me. (laughs) So, but, you know, I mean, yeah, on Better World Books, most books are $3 with free shipping. So I for sure am going to send some folks some of my favorites for them to enjoy later. Or, you know, during this time. Nice. Well, Anna, I'm really glad that we were able to get together virtually and have this discussion. And I just want all of our listeners to know that we're thinking about you all. And we're really hoping that we've provided you with a little bit of joy or inspiration with this episode today. And honestly, Anna, I mean, I think we have so many great ideas here, you know, that we didn't even get to. So maybe (laughs) there needs to be a (laughs) bonus episode part two. (laughs) Well, I think good news. I think we have time for that yeah you know you've got plenty of time to be putting that together so and we'll look out for additional ideas from our local communities to to see how we can stay connected and help out during this time honestly people's like creativity and inspiration have been amazing during this time and so while i'm not excited about spending more time in you know the social distancing world i do think it's been really delightful to see the creative spirit of a lot of folks revived yeah absolutely i think there's there's some a lot of excitement in that space if we can find the silver lining Well, Anna, I'm going to send you a socially distanced through the computer hug. (laughs) Just a little bit of warmth and sunshine on this wacky day, wacky month that we're having. And I hope to talk to you soon. All right. Keep in touch. Keep in touch. Bye. Bye.